you know, with modern technology and body parts, anything's possible as long as I have my marbles. But, you know, um, there's no guarantee of that. <laughs> we could question that already sometimes, can we? Indeed. <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Lara Morgan. Lara and Joe first met through the Engage for Success movement where Lara is a member of the task force and Joe is a member of the core team. Lara is an inspiration and Joe is really excited to be introducing you to her on today's show. Lara Morgan is CEO, founder, owner or investor of several businesses with global experience and a record for delivering exceptional growth Having had to borrow clothes for her first business meeting, she is an inspirational leader with a legacy of building world-class teams and aligning organisations behind a clear strategy. Lara's portfolio is made up of Centred, Dry Robe, Kit Bricks, Gate 8 and Global Amenities Direct. Lara also finds huge amount of time to help entrepreneurs and is also making introductions to help boost other possibilities. If you don't ask, you don't get, but also she's unafraid of saying no. She is a committed investor and stay focused on growing her own new mindful portable therapy brand, Centred.me. Lara is mother to three teenage girls and a committed volunteer and, and philanthropist. She's involved with various global non-profits as a trustee, board member or advisor. She speaks regularly at industry events and has appeared and commented on current affairs with Sky and BBC. She also keeps fit and trains for charity bike rides and triathlon, coming 10th in the 2011 World Championships. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Laura Morgan of Centred.me and also she is a serial investor and uh, we know each other through the Engage Success movement. So really excited to have you on the show today, Laura. Welcome. Thank you. Delighted to be here. So at the risk of opening a, a, a whole sort of half an hour, <laughs> whatever, tell us who you are and what you do and crucially where you do it. Um, so my name is Laura Morgan. I sold a business uh, 10 years ago, which seems like forever, I'm a, an entrepreneur that apparently is referred to as serial. I'm not sure that's whether because I'm a nutcase or just because I have the disease of enterprise. Um, I'm an investor in what I consider to be a group of well-being lifestyle companies, which are all about improving people's lifestyle opportunities, their well-being, the importance of health and products that save time because Time is the only thing I can't really sell very well. And I think it's the most valuable commodity on earth after your health. Mm-hmm. And you're also an author, aren't you? I am, um, allegedly. I mean, more than allegedly, I'm an Amazon best-selling author. My book is more balls than most. And it was really written to say thank you to the most marvellous team in the world of Pacific Direct, which is the company I sold. Um, 
then and frankly it, it serves and I never expected it to serve as a kind of reminder for me to say you know there were some fantastic people and without question I couldn't be where I am today but more importantly there were some fantastic things that we learned in the process of fast growth and evolution um, of the business which enabled us to achieve extraordinary goals go extraordinary places and and frankly represent some of the best brands in the world so I've had a hugely privileged sort of background in my career which was more of a surprise than anything and I'm delighted that it's sort of captured because 10 years on it still feels like it was a million miles away and in another way only yesterday mm. so where do you uh, base yourself are you in an office at home I get I gather you're probably in lots of different places with all the different things that you're doing yeah, I'm very lucky. I, I now have a flat in London and that has changed my life. But I live in the southwest by choice where my family are growing up, um, albeit growing up quite quickly. Um, <laughs> the flat in London is fantastic. So we kind of use it as an office space. James, um, it means that we run seven of my investment companies sort of to and from meeting space. Um, and it's, you know, it's a hubbub of my different investments from kit bricks to dry robe to centre to global amenities. and I have the privilege of sort of choosing to work here on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, or those are the days I apply to being in London, but I could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. So let's explore a bit more about why you do what you do, because it's been quite a whirlwind. And, and you know, I've, I've known you a few yeah. years now and you have just yeah. so much energy and you're just involved in so much. Why do you do what you do? Well, I mean, ultimately, I have three children and somebody needs to demonstrate that parents go to work and work is hard and it comes with challenges and you pay your way in life and you have to make your own living and actually it's a very important part of life because we do the majority of us spend many hours um, often working for another person not working for ourselves and we're answerable and accountable and through you know being at work I'm demonstrating to my teenage brood now but when I sold the business the eldest was seven um, you know that you have to go out and make a living and it comes with massive opportunities and some challenges as well because life's not simple and life isn't easy you know I had those parents that brought me up under if you look after the pennies the pounds look after themselves and if at first you don't succeed try try again and you know I fundamentally am demonstrating to my children that most parents work and I feel that even though that I'm in this massive privileged position having sold a very successful business a long time ago um, I want to make them realize that you you actually get out of life more than you put in and that is an equation that I was taught very early and so I have the joy of meeting lots of interesting people going to interesting places learning about different industries and you know, I'm a child child in the sense that I just always want to learn and I always mm. want to grow and I actually also want to be in touch. So, you know, imagine if I checked out of the global economy at the age of 40. I just, I can't even contemplate that. I can't contemplate it by the age of 80 because I plan to live to 127. And, <laughs> you know, I, and I now know more than ever that my health and well-being are the, the most valuable card I have. So I try and find a balance between choosing to do what I do, the investment choices that I make and how they underpin, underpin well-being and actually then having time to, you know, mm. to help individuals and, and to put back because out of it, I always seem to win at some yeah. stage. 
Yeah, yeah. It's funny, you gave me goosebumps when you said the bit about getting more out of uh, uh, life based on what you put in sort of thing. That was my dad's mantra that I also got taught at a very early age. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. But it serves us well. And, you know, I'm not sure that parents are spending enough time. Who am I to tell anybody to parent? I'm still learning. But um, I do know that, you know, or I just have faith. And actually, now that my, my eldest is um, 20, you know, I'm hearing her say, actually, mum, it is worth it. And the sacrifices you have made are worth it. And I use, you know, lots of planning things to do stuff better and differently. Because if you simplify and you prioritize, then you can achieve a great deal. And and actually, I want to demonstrate to my kids that I've learned some skills that I wish somebody else had taught me when I was younger. I think mm. our education system is pants. Yeah. And I think we teach entirely the wrong skills for the workplace. So you know, the least I could do is give my children that help. Yes, yeah. So how do you prioritise what you do in work and life, especially given how busy <clears> you are? Yeah, no, I'm a, I mean, believe it or not, I'm a relentless list writer, planner, scorecard keeper, goal setter. Um, I still go on gut feel. I, you know, I. how do I, I achieve it all? I mean, literally at the beginning of every year, I plan what I want to do, the things I need to improve. I look at my endless list of inadequacies and ineptness and I go what can I do better or different what can I learn more what am I interested about what do I choose to do and then somehow by also accepting that I'll never get the balance perfected and always striving I mean it sounds a bit glib but you know I do believe in continual improvement I don't actually believe in perfectionism it drives me nuts um, I have made the choice that I want to lead an interesting life I want to demonstrate that to my family and my children and those around me and I want to have a better and you know more energizing environment in which to live and to do that you have to earn and you have to work and finally I think I make the choice that I prioritize the time I spend wherever I spend it and that's not lacking humility because I you know I try and give back and I try and be flexible and I you know hope always to be you know you know, I just think humility is the most important card in leadership. But ultimately, I'm also flipping competitive. And <laughs> I have high expectations of myself. And that does mean I drag myself out of bed to go swimming at 6.15 in the morning, even on, you know, cold, hideous days, because I've made a pact with myself that I think if I put into life, then life will look after me. And I'm an eternal optimist. And it's going all right so far. <laughs> yeah so so you do lots of lists and lots of planning do you have um uh tools that you use technology that you use to help you yeah to I do, do that? that yeah so i mean i i think our phones these days are some of the most important tech i'm very mobile i use alarm tech as in i literally used an alarm to make sure i didn't miss this call yeah um i also use systems and processes but actually you know I'm at this point where there are some things where I just go, you know, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure I want to indulge in that. And I might give it a break and I might not be the first early adopter to Instagram, but I'm just starting. Um, you know, I have a great support team that help me systemize. I'm constantly asking for help, but I also use, you know, I've used Trello boards and, and I'll adapt, but actually I think customer relationship management systems really good diary keeping, brilliant phone backup. I mean, my phone is just the asset beyond everything. It, you know, it makes me feel sick to think that I haven't backed it up. Um, and with my phone, I can do anything. And also with my laptop, as I sit 
train stations, plane stations, luxury hotels, guanji cafes. <laughs> I think you need to be yeah. you know, entirely flexible about what you do and where you work and how you work. And, you know, if you're too precious, today's gig economy is going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. You've got to get used to be being so self-motivated. And, you know, I think you can build inefficiencies by using apps and by using tools to help you Mm. build on build on your own inadequacies you know yeah. and lots of things mm-hmm. so let's talk about other people helping you to get stuff done uh, you know you're you're a, a very um generous um uh friendly person but you're also extremely demanding and I haven't actually yeah. worked for you I just know that <laughs> so yeah. um and I can imagine well, that uh, the, um there's probably been in the past maybe a bit of um uh, this is how I do it. Um, this is, you know, it needs to be done in the way I'm telling you type thing. But you can't build the business that you did with that sort of attitude. So how have you got people well, around you to do that, the stuff? That's the best thing that has ever happened to me, nearly, which is when you start a business when you're 23 and you know you know nothing, mm. when there are no other options other than do it yourself and learn it, and then you have the joy of being able to afford an expert, you <laughs> absolutely know there's a better way. Yes. So I think my strongest card is I defer to brilliant people and I get stuff done because I employ and I recruit relentlessly around very gifted, hardworking, smart, always learning, always continually improving, you know, interested, enterprising people who know the rules of the game from the outset. And I was at a culture dinner last night and, you know, it, it made me reflect that I always need to work on my own bad habits, but my team and I, and some of the people I've worked with and begged to come back to me, you know, I've been working with them for the best part of two decades or more. That's a huge privilege. And part of that is around, you know, the bit of caretaking and the bit of, you know, did you bother to send someone a bottle of gin when they needed one um, with a sense of humor and a straw? Or did you send the right person a packet of Maltesers on the shit day when they were having a down moment? As long as they're mm-hmm. a Malteser addict. And that's my point, which is you reward people what you know they like. You don't just reward them for reward's sake. Um, And I think that there are engagement pieces that you can, you know, I've worked very hard on on trying, but actually it's one of my biggest challenges at the moment. Now that I am, inverted commas, an investor and not always as active in some of the companies as I would like to be because I just don't have the hours in the day, finding that balance of giving excellent and sharing excellent culture and leadership is is quite tough mm, yeah it's, it's interesting um as you say starting off and needing um to learn from people do you think you're um well, i was talking something the other day about outsourcing and when you sort of decide to do that and when you can sort of let go or when you can afford to do it or when it's the best thing do you think that your natural sort of level of ambition and drive almost tipped you straight into needing those people when other people might have carried on doing their own thing for much longer um good question i think i mean initially my first two sort of employees were in-house full-time jobs but the way i looked at things is i was a pretty good salesperson so i had already taken the risk of doing the maths, making the sale, and then knowing I could afford that person's mortgage and afford the Mm. time to educate them and grow. And my model at Pacific was very much try and keep it in-house. And I actually still believe in that model a lot. But I also know that the perfect roles sometimes are the project roles, the part-time roles, 
the bringing in a really senior experienced person for short-term return because I can't afford them for any longer but also because I want to get the best so Mm. that delegating and outsourcing needs to be highly thought through and well targeted and and I need to be an you know ambitious in those that help me get get things done um I also think that just naturally, because I'm an incompetent twit, I nine times out of ten will, you know, will defer to an expert who has a business education or a marketing degree or, you know, who has knowledge that I just don't have. I may have read it in a book and I might be able to add some value, but actually I'm a hooligan who knows very little and I've taught it to myself and I'm very open to the expertise and to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and actually, you know, I... I think the default here, going back to your original point, is nine times out of ten, they're not going to do it the same as you. And actually, if the first thing you can do is to learn to trust that people may do it their way, but the outcome could be better, then don't ever tell someone to do it exactly the way. It, you know, it's it's loopy. What about if someone has a deeply different angle and it brings a deeply different upside and you've missed the opportunity because you're dictating a restrictive, unlearning culture? I just mm. don't understand. Yeah, no, really good point. So let's move on and talk about the the self-care angle because your business around the center.me is, uh, you'll tell us a bit more about it, but it's not that dissimilar from where you started with your with your original business because it's to do with products that that make people feel good, but but you've got a a different angle to, to, to it now. So tell us about how that came about. So originally, absolutely correct, I was very privileged to license brands like the spa brand Elemis and aromatherapy associates I used to manufacture for them and this works and you know that's that was an experience great fragrance and you know claims that brands make and the alignment of those brands and candidly I you know I also used pure aromatherapy oils that my mum gave me to survive my brutal you know travel schedule 221 days in my last year of running Pacific and I, I knew that I was keeping healthy because I was consciously, you know, when I felt a bit of a snivel, I would have a 1,000 gram vitamin C boost. And when I was feeling a bit down, I might, you know, in those days, literally, um, uh, squeeze a lemon, add a little bit of honey and just give my body a natural upside to fight back with better better care of myself. And I might you know, actually pay attention to the exhaustion twitches that I used to get and go to bed early one night because you can't afford to be ill when you run a global enterprise. You can't afford not to be on your game. And so, you know, even when I was pregnant, I was swimming a mile a day because it was comfortable. I could get it done early. It made me feel good. I was looking after myself. And yet I was still working a full-time day every day. Um, so I think also being brought up in a very sort of sporting and outdoor um household and that's why I have both Kit Bricks and, and Dry Road and some other brands around the outdoors and well-being. You know, diet, nutrition, um, if you don't feed your body and fuel your body, and this is stuff my mum taught me, you know, you can't perform. So looking as it may be, eating the right stuff. I'm not a I'm not a vegan, but I, I just have a balanced diet and sometimes I have rubbish to eat and a large piece of chocolate cake and other times I know that I need greens, so I put greens on my plate. Um, you know, when I go to business dinners, I don't ever have a starter and I don't ever have a pudding. Mm. And that's the way I don't eat rubbish in the evenings and go to bed and have a bad night's sleep because I know that I go to bed in the confidence that I've had a decent meal, but I haven't overeaten. Um, 
So how do I keep healthy? Discipline, you know, and habit and sweat. And it's sometimes really miserable and horribly boring. And you can tell in my voice that it annoys me. And do I hope it's worth it? I really do. But I'll, I'll not know until I've reached 127 and then I'll know I've led a good life. Mm-hmm. Just intrigued as to, to why it's 127 and not 126 or 128. Just a number. I mean, <laughs> I feel it's possible. I think 127 is really possible. Mm. My grandfather lived till 97, and I sort of think if I can do him by 30 years, that's 20. You know, that's that's pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, with modern technology and body parts, anything's possible as long as I have my marbles. But you know, um, there's no guarantee of that. <laughs> we could question that already sometimes can we <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, but I mean you know ultimately we all have to have goals and yeah. I make it you know I make it fun to live life because life is too short mm, you know absolutely yeah absolutely so just tell us a bit more about center.me and what the, that product's actually so, so yeah I mean I, I badly answered that question in the sense that centered is a portable balm around using the natural oils of essential of, of essential oil the category of aromatherapy which has thousands of years of proven history literally thousands of years and the reason it's in a portable hard balm is because my travel schedule means that i don't want leaky roller balls i don't want to have to shower in an oil i don't want to stand up naked for meetings and have conversations when i'm focused and alert but i do want to have a moment where I can just stop, inhale and reset. And Scented is about taking a moment of time out with a therapy candle that matches the balm. And we can change the atmosphere and our mindset by using fragrance, which is incredibly powerful to then underpin good habits. So, you know, within the range, there are six fragrances. And I, I'm i a particular fan of focus. And, and I don't, you know, I actually don't even like my, I love my de-stress fragrance, but I don't like the idea that I need to de-stress because... <laughs> I, I work religiously to be disciplined about not getting to a point where I feel stressed, but I also know that I'm always in a stress because I'm always pushing myself on my comfort zone. So my other favorite is sleep well, but there are, you know, there's a balm which is called love and it's really describing a mother's hug and it's a moment where you need to self-care and we have be happy. And frankly, anybody traveling in the tube on the tube that, you know, in the flipping summer months needs be happy because it just covers nasty smells and you know there's <laughs> the, the fragrance the idea that you can change your mindset and become positive is proven in scientific means because your hypothalamus is an extremely strong part of your brain power that when you smell stuff as a child make you like or not like and i found it extremely interesting through the fragrance learning i did on other brands how you know a really good aroma brand underpinned by essential oil and quality blends with quality ingredients from quality sources. Those are the things. And then the portability for the new gig economy, that is a must-have ambition um, for any brand because today we're not standing still. Nobody stands still. Mm, no, exactly. And so I was going to ask you about what you do to relax, but I have a feeling you might say, I don't need to because I'm keeping myself relaxed as yeah, I go along. <laughs> but... No, I definitely do. I mean, you know, whether or not I swear as I get in the swimming pool or I <laughs> feel anguish about putting on my running shoes, for me, those are the moments where I am switched off and I find it very difficult to even think because I tend to be quite competitive when I'm training. So that is. And that, that's ridiculous in itself because I'm always racing myself. So I don't, 
Uh, but, you know, equally, when I go on holiday, unlike other executives, my phone goes off. I don't email. I take a genuine break. I go for a walk with my husband every morning to whatever coffee shop is the nearest one. We read papers. We So in holiday times, I, you know, I have even more time to go on bike rides. And, and there's no timetable. Whereas for the rest of my life, I've chosen, you know, for the next few years while I'm showing my kids that everybody lives on a timetable, but I to live on a timetable but mm-hmm. I also try and put time aside for learning and you know even within the working week relaxation to me might be going to a learning supper like I did last night on culture to remind me of the stuff I've forgotten or to teach me new skills and I find that very energizing mm-hmm. so so learning dinners not not come across that one before what other ways do you uh, learn and improve yourself oh endlessly I go to you know, I listen to the other podcast, but again, <clears throat> I'm not interfering with my running and running headphones because I'm anti that. Um, but I g- attend seminars. I go to summits. I'm going to the Global Wellness Summit um, in Italy with Techno Gym and some other very cool brands later this year. You know, those are big investment chunks, but I'm also members of, you know, the Supper Club and E2E and YPO.org because those are organizations that have helped me never stand still and always be up to speed with business and digital trends. I go to the digital entrepreneurs dinner mm-hmm. and I love it. Really mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. So what about routines and rituals? You've talked about them throughout the, the discussion, your, your uh, six fifteen swims and, and so on. Um, yeah. Have you got other ongoing uh, routines that you oh, make sure happen? So embarrassing. I have endless <laughs> routines. I have endless methods of how to improve habits or change you know systems and processes I have yep. stupid little yellow dots that I put on my flipping watch face and I still do look at my watch although it does interest me the change between kids not wearing watches and is the watch yep. trade going to survive but um, yeah. I put notes on my fridge I am systematic about always looking for the double whammy meaning habits about how to get two times the amount out of any activity I do I'm ridiculous when it comes to, you know, discipline around food habits. So when I'm in London, I have a soup at lunchtime and I try not to eat bread. And I have rituals around how I go to bed half an hour. Having turned off my technology, I like to listen to Radio 5. You know, I put on my sleep candle and genuinely I follow my mantra because I know then that I will get a good night's sleep. I'm, I don't have a beauty ritual because I, I personally don't believe much in for makeup or um can't be asked with it frankly and uh <laughs> you know I'm, i but i have other rituals like if i'm going along to sleep i will go and get my hair done because i know if i've had my hair done i feel slightly more confident and you know i'm vain and weak like the next person but if i'm going to stand up in a front of order on an audience of two thousand people i need to feel that i look reasonable so you know is that a ritual yes it probably is it's my confidence ritual um mm-hmm. you know and, and I am also an early bird and you know it drives my husband nuts sometimes because he's not as much of an early bird he's not a late bird either but when I say early you know in the summer I love the early morning and I get to see you know when I'm running I get to see the deer in the fields and it's just spectacular time of day so I would rather do my training and get it done on the days when I really have a day because I feel I've already banked something for the positive. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're uh, the opposite way around in our house. My husband's up at six thirty. He came in the bedroom today at eight o'clock and said, "Right, done a 
done a day's work already. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and and I was just lucky to be awake at eight o'clock, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, but I know that that also happens in lots of households, but actually I treasure my morning time. And I mm. suspect if Charlie started appearing regularly, I'd get quite hacked off with him, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I want to get things done. And that's, that's again, part of my habit, my routine my rituals and my discipline mm-hmm. and I you know I I know they work you know I literally plan in a balanced pie chart the time I want to spend on friends the time I want to spend on community it sounds awful but it's I learned it in 2004 and it changed my life mm-hmm. so go with what you believe yeah absolutely so what about those days when things don't go right how do you deal with that I keep trying until I find something that does go right because I learned in sales very early on from a great guy that you never end the day on a negative. And that means that if you've been rejected in a sales call, you keep making calls until you get the next appointment or you do the next upside or you put the next positive piece of work away. And every now and again, when they really, really don't go right, I take a break and I, you know, walk to the top of the hill and I revise my priorities and I start again. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds simple but that is brutal you know when you're yeah. you're having to face up to yourself and go this ain't working and you know business isn't easy and things go wrong I mean you know you just don't know what's around the corner and however long I appear to have been in this game and I do feel pretty experienced given the fact that I started selling cigarettes at school at the age of 14 you know I've been in business <laughs> for the best part of 36 years trading and I'm still learning mm-hmm. and I think that's special Yes. Yeah. So what about those days when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I say that's about getting to do more of what you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What's that look like? What have you done? Well, I'm very lucky. I mean, you know, let's not be under any illusions when, you know, when I realized the value out of Pacific Direct, which ultimately gives you freedom. And I feel very, very lucky to be in that position. Um, You know, I I do everything. you know apologies you know without I'm I'm living my life the way I choose to live it because I'm planning it but I guess you know when I reflect more on the really good live days when you know maybe I've just completed a four or five day cycle ride of 500 miles where I'm involved in a charity called Ride 25 and it's taking us around the world in parts and we've already cycled basically in parts over eight years from London to Istanbul that's incredible right so this year, when I got to Istanbul after doing 500 and something miles in five days, which let me tell you is brutal and it hurts, there is an absolute inner radiance. There's an outer obnoxiousness because I feel like I'm cock of the walk. You know, my <laughs> muscles are aching like hell. There's a smile on my face and I'm probably getting a little bit drunk. And I know I've stretched myself and I felt physically challenged and I absolutely love it. So there's a sort of quiet inner confidence that says this 50-year-old old tart can still cycle, you know, 500 miles with mind over matter because we were brought up with this thing, you know, if at first you don't succeed. And then he, he used to always say, it's mind over matter. You can achieve anything you wish to achieve. You've just got to want it enough and work hard it enough. And, mm. you know, when I have that sort of, you say, chance to live more, I'm living more every day because I'm not going to accept the status quo. And although I'm trying to, you know, I guess, prove to my children that you can have a full and exciting life, I am also trying to be a decent human being and put back into society and invest stuff, invest in things I, I, you know, feel I can. And and ultimately, you know, I have end goals about 
you know, I centered is very important to me because I think we can give a natural habit change tool to any child, any person that needs a boost of confidence. And if that's not better than any other beauty product, then what is? Because mm. it's mindfulness and it's natural and it's from within and you have that and we need to unleash that. And mm. I am deeply passionate about using the natural that we've known about for thousands of years and delivering it in a modern way. But in the same way, I'm passionate about others of my investments that save time and save people money to make them have a happier life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Laura. It's been so good interviewing you. Um, I'm feeling all pumped up now <laughs> to, to go and make some change this afternoon. Um, tell people Fantastic. how they can find out more about you and connect with you. So, I mean, there's laramorgan.co.uk, which I've never looked at nearly. Um, <laughs> but there's also, if you go there, you can find all the brands. And if you, you know, if you want to reach out to me, you can do that through my website. But, you know, I am, I'm very focused on what I do. So I turn down an awful lot. And we have a team of people that I have the privilege of sort of protecting me so that I get my goals achieved. But um, thank you very much for interviewing me. I, I can only wish you well because the positiveness of, the questions and the desire to get people motivated and share skills and tips. If they also go to my website, there are some templates and frameworks also found on Company Shortcuts um, website where you can accelerate your own potential and, and work on your own you know, business skill set and your own personal mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's, I really appreciate that. And I just really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. So thank you for, for agreeing to come on the show. Thank you. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 79, then you'll find them there. And last week on the newsletter, I didn't recommend a tool. I recommended a download a short ebook that I'd heard about on a podcast that I'd been listening to. So uh, the interview was with the founder or MD of FreshBooks, the accountancy software. I can't remember whether he was the MD or the CEO or founder or whatever. Um, But it was really interesting and all about how they run their organization and engage their people. So from an employee engagement specialism point of view, I really enjoyed the interview. But at the time, he also mentioned a resource that I downloaded and read about value-based pricing which I think is particularly pertinent to coaches and people who work one-to-one with their customers. And he encouraged sharing it. So uh, I shared it on my newsletter. And if you go to freshbooks.com forward slash breaking the time barrier, then you can download it too. On the same newsletter, I also recommended a download that I put together for a recent conference that I spoke at, which is entitled How to Simplify Your Life in 15 Minutes a Day. If you'd like to download that handout, go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 15 minutes. That's with the number 15, 15 minutes, and you'll be able to download the handout there. A reminder that the show notes for this show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 79. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.